0: Hello, one and all, um, and thank you for sticking with us. Um, uh, We've had a little bit of a break, as you might have noticed, um, but we're back now. Uh, We were going to do a long section of the news because I've been to Photokina and Photoplus in the interim, but to be honest, what happened was that people brought out new cameras, and we did say we weren't going to talk about that at the beginning. So with that in mind, and given that Tanya's been doing something much more interesting, we're going to talk about that instead. So... Welcome to the The Photographer podcast with me, Adam Juniper, and Tanya Nagar.
1: Hello. <laughs> see, audio
0: format. So, yeah, long time no see. How, it where has have you been? been? A
1: while. It has been a while. Um, yeah, so I've spent a couple of weeks in India, traveling, a lot of traveling. i um, actually covered 4,000 kilometres across a couple of weeks. So, pretty hectic road trip as well. Um, that's, that's very, two and a
0: half thousand miles in old money. Um, <laughs> so
1: very, yeah, very interesting, very insightful. It's my 15th trip to India. So from that perspective, I was thinking, you know, what more is there to be surprised by? But every time I go there, there's always something. So, yeah, very good trip.
0: Uh, any reason, I mean, particularly you went there this time? Or?
1: What in terms of why it's... Surprising or
0: No, no, I mean, why Why did you go, I guess? Oh, um. right,
1: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I love India. Um I tend to go there at least once a year, or at least I try to. I just find that when I was getting into photography, India was the source of inspiration for a lot of my photography. So I kind of gravitate towards that. It's kind of going back to what I love in terms of the colours there and the sort of sights and sounds and the chaos of India. There's something quite... I guess intriguing about it all it's very different to obviously being in London so if it it's a form yeah. of escapism it's not all grey it definitely is not all grey waking up to guaranteed sunshine is, uh, is always a good thing um, so that's, that's really the reason why I wanted to go also I kind of mixed it with a bit of um, charity work as well a bit of a personal trip as well to sort of give back um, in some way so it was a very I guess it was a mixed trip but photography obviously common theme um, as it always is when, when I go away.
0: And, and find some time to fit some charity in as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah.
0: Making you a better person. Yeah, and actually <laughs> I didn't
1: take many pictures of that. That was very much a kind of separate part of the trip. Um,
0: well, I thought everyone just went to do charity so they could fill their YouTube channels with it.
1: Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Well, Instagram. No, it was, it was uh, f- for me that was just a, I wouldn't say thing on the side because it was very much um, part of the trip. But I found that it was very separate to the photography as well. I think it's difficult to sort of fully immerse yourself in, in kind of helping the local community if you're taking pictures of everything. So,
0: so um, I'm going to ask what you were doing to help. But first, I'm going to say I've never actually been to India. Right. But um, those friends of mine who have, they're always very excited before they go, and then the only stories they come back with are digestive. Um, so, was that a problem for you at all?
1: So we're we talking about Delhi Belly, uh, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got very sick. Um, I've actually been pretty lucky on my trip, so I tend not to get sick. But I, I, I did get very ill towards the end of this trip, and quite frankly, was was almost happy to be back. Um, shouldn't admit to this, but airport Delhi, the only thing I wanted was KFC, and <laughs> I had KFC, and I loved every oh. second of it. It was very nice to have something that wasn't curry um and the thing is when you're traveling on the road and covering the places that i was covering there isn't an option to eat anything else um, big cities are fine you'll find a range of food but um you know if you're in a little village asking for anything other than curry is just not going to happen really um, if you, um so, yeah, i enjoyed that kfc okay, sorry. <laughs> well
0: I'm sorry. it's a, a good good excuse i think yeah, yeah. um if you want an even more graphic description of what can go wrong in uh, India, then go back through the back issues of uh, Beware of the Leopard podcast, which is also hosted on Podium. Um, shout out to Danny Smith.
1: I'll have to uh, I'll have to check out that one.
0: It's a, it's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fans um, right thing. But Danny seems to get every story of... That sort of his traveling experiences in there, so
1: it's all part of the travel experience, isn't it? It's all part of it. So,
0: so I, yeah, yeah.
1: so um, for about three days, I did no photography. The last thing I wanted to do was pick up my camera when I was just throwing up non stop. <laughs> it wasn't very good, but anyway, this is not about that.
0: I thought you said there'd be plenty of color. <laughs> oh. Sorry, hmm. no, all right, so, um, so on this, uh, so yeah, I the charity work
1: that was just a personal thing um i tend to do charity work in general in india you know obviously it's a country that has a massive divide in terms of rich and poor um and i find it it's, it's strange but i think you know when you're over there taking pictures and capturing lives um that sometimes aren't very nice lives um obviously the poverty there is is extreme. Um, it was just a personal thing that I wanted to give back in some way. Um, w- whatever I could do, whatever was possible, um, I just felt like...
0: It... So is it a, was it a local charity that you know of? No, that well big? actually
1: what I did was... Um, and I travelled with my mum, okay. and she was very big on this as well. And we decided that rather than do the big charities which always get volunteers and they don't have any issue with um, finding people to help out... We purposely wanted to go for the charities that aren't publicised, maybe don't have a website or don't have um, publicity. So we actively sought that out when we landed. Okay, so it was essentially word of mouth, asking around and...
0: That's really cool. So going and saying, what can I do, yeah. rather than something that involves approaching all of your colleagues Completely. and, and I've of got just giving... Oh,
1: you know what? It's just such a different way of doing things. And... I've got friends in India but I also consulted and said can you just do a bit of research for me before I get there to figure out which charities need help um, which charities perhaps are a bit more obscure or I don't know just don't have as many um, eyes kind of or or people donating and and all that kind of thing So, so yeah it was it was really satisfying because these places actually genuinely need help so yeah it was it was very good very good.
0: Um, I hope we're all suitably humbled.
1: No, I, I, you know what? It was it was a great experience. I'd recommend anyone sort of do that, and um, yeah, happy to for people to reach out if you want to find out more. Happy yeah. to share my experience. Uh, and like if that. you don't
0: want to travel all the way to India, then I think while you're away, the UN did a report to say that the UK has horrific poverty as well. So it's
1: poverty <laughs> everywhere. So you can always help in some way, for sure.
0: Okay, so I think. Um, one of the things we're always very proud of on this podcast is using a essentially audio medium to look at photographs. So we're going to start on that favourite segment now. Um, this is where we get to share our descriptive skills. Uh, or, of course, you can follow the links underneath. We're now looking at a dog. Oh. Yeah,
1: a very sweet-looking thing.
0: Carefully framed between a bench with writing on. I don't recognise the
1: it's, language. So that would be Hindi which I don't read, by the way, but I recognise it. Um, yeah, so this... I mean, street dogs are everywhere in India. I think it's impossible to go to any place in India without, without animals. Um, monkeys, dogs, cats. Um, the you can't avoid them. It's fascinating the way humans and animals coexist in society there. Um, it's not always good, monkeys especially are extremely dangerous yeah, I was going found... to ask you about the monkeys yeah I had some because there
0: were monkeys on your Instagram I think
1: yeah they're, oh they're all over the place and I they're wild let's just put it that way um but anyway that's that's a different story so th- this particular dog um this is in a place called Varanasi which is an ancient town in India known for Hinduism um known for being a very holy place And I spent three days in this place, amazing, very peaceful. Um, It's on the banks of the River Ganges. And three days of just walking around, soaking it all in. And there was a group of puppies sat under a bench. It's almost like that was their home. And someone had laid out this kind of cloth on the floor, like a blanket. Um, And there was just a group of them all sat there. So I've got a series of these images of of just these puppies really there's one where they're just all sleeping there's one that's um, one's just kind of looking at me underneath the bench and then there's this one where I kind of stood over the bench just to look down try and get a different angle and this one particular puppy was just looking up at me for ages Um, I don't know whether its expression is sad or confused or it
0: certainly does I mean it looks a little sad to me maybe a little hint of optimism But he's got to catch lights, hasn't he? Is that just the sort of light from around, or you're not using a flash? No,
1: no, not at all. So this was taken. So I was using film predominantly. I had no idea how this would come out, but the um, the light really worked. Um, In fact, the light in India is, I find, is very different. Obviously, it's very sunny. Um, You've got that kind of golden light that you get when the sun's, you know, kind of setting as well, which in the UK is very rare. Rare to get, um, mainly because we don't have a lot of sun here. Um, this, I think, the eyes are really kind of glowing. Um, this yeah. was using my Leica as well with Fuji um, Fuji film, which is a great a great film. Um, but but no, the light it just really it's almost like a spotlight. spotlight yeah, it's, really, on it's,
0: it. it's tack sharp, isn't it?
1: Mm, mm. But no, I love I love the eyes in it, and again, it's kind of there's a real emotion and I can't quite work out what that emotion is but there's real emotion there I feel
0: I'm going to be cynical and say he's hoping for a snack
1: hoping for a snack probably <laughs> probably he's
0: um, it just had a an energy drink
1: I think that's just rubbish <laughs> that? oh it's yeah, garbage yeah. that's just rubbish but yeah so I, you know, I snapped these dogs absolutely loved them wanted to take them home with me unfortunately you couldn't do that um, but yeah I just found there was a lot of emotion emotion there and I wanted to capture that and hopefully that comes across here, and it's almost like a separation. The bench is like a barrier between us. Um, yeah, no, I think
0: that's 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 what makes it interesting, and I like that. I like that you've managed to put him like it, he's actually dead center, but you wouldn't know it.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Good observation there. Even I didn't I'm sort of didn't really realize that because he has his
0: own frame. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So this this was an interesting scenario so we're looking at three girls that again this is in Varanasi and it's, it's weird it's a small it's a small area so you've got these you know you, you'll often bump into the same people um, so it's just like regularly. shops
0: or a market it's a sort of busy middle. yeah it's
1: just it's kind of just a, a busy street off, off from the sort of main banks of the river where you've got shops and you've got Food places, little stores, things like that. So these girls were across the course of the three days. Um, I wouldn't say they were following me, it's a bit, well, I mean, they were fascinated by me with my camera. Um, and I snapped one of the girls, the one in the middle, I snapped her the day before, I think. And she came running up to me and said, I remember you, you took a picture of me. She was talking in Hindi. I understand Hindi fluently. I can't speak it fluently. So there's always this language barrier where I can't quite communicate back um, in the same way.
0: Yeah, sorry. Um, So she's already met you. Yes. And they're they're not stalking you, but they've seen you before.
1: Yeah, so they'd obviously seen me walking around my camera. The one in the middle particularly, um, very sweet girl. She recognised me. for. Well, I, I took a picture of her the day before. She came up to me and said... He took a picture of me, you know, and, and it was it was very kind of cute the way she approached me and sort of just wanted to point that out, that I, I captured her the day before. And I obviously recognised her and she was talking Hindi. I can't communicate effectively in Hindi. I mean, I can just about communicate, um, but certainly not fluently. And they asked me, the three of them, to take a picture of them. So it was all very natural. Um, I just captured the one frame, which you see here, um, and... The funny thing about this is it's just those little moments that you get that you can't quite, you know, the moments that come with um, a story like this. So she ran up to me, or they all ran up to me once I'd taken the picture, and they all kind of looked at the back of my camera. But, of course, a Leica M6 does not have an LCD. um, So they couldn't see the picture. And 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 that is what they were expecting. to. That's exactly what they are expecting. It's a sign of the times, right? No one expects you to be walking around... um, with a film camera and they were kind of confused disappointed and trying I'm to sorry are you from
0: 1991
1: well well, this is it they sort of looked at me like what, what what is this and I tried to explain in Hindi which didn't go down very well um, how this is a film camera an old film camera there is no screen I'm using film and it just went down like a lead balloon they just looked at me as though I was insane um, obviously I couldn't explain it very well it, it yes, was a sweet can... moment
0: Yeah, i will just, what age after which you don't see. Well,
1: you know what? Uh, People in their 20s have never seen. Maybe that was just an anomaly, but people in their 20s. Probably haven't seen. Have not seen uh, VHS cassettes. So, I don't expect. I mean, these girls. That girl actually in the middle was 11. I don't expect an 11 year old to have ever seen a roll of film.
0: No, you're right.
1: So, trying to explain that in broken Hindi, that, you know this is a film camera with film loaded in it, and it's an old camera it doesn't have a screen, so I can't show you your picture, it's quite difficult to articulate. It's very, <laughs>
0: it's very high-tech and futuristic. Yeah. It's all going to be about chemicals. I, I'm, mm. you know, leading. <laughs> so it's a
1: lovely moment, which kind of, uh, it was a bit of an anticlimax when they couldn't see see themselves, but um, lovely moment.
0: Okay, and again, um, you can find that You can find that in the links down below, or, or on your, are you going to have them on your...
1: At some point, I will get round to uploading some of these. Um, you might be able to find them on my Instagram stories, the archives, um, somewhere.
0: Somewhere, if sure. you dig
1: dig deep enough. But no, these will go online um, very soon.
0: Okay, so this I do want to explain. Um, on the left of the frame is what appears to me to be a classical trident, uh, such as Neptune, king of the sea, might be carrying. Um, on the right is a rather relaxed looking man with several paint marks on his arms
1: honestly this was more of a snapshot than anything else just looks like a character so again it's Varanasi um, being a holy ancient town there are lots of religious um, Hindus that that kind of gravitate towards Varanasi that live there it's, it's part of their lifestyle and um, this particular man, I would assume, is a religious... I, I can't actually explain what that, whatever you want to call it, trident thing is, um, or why it's even there. I didn't talk to him. I just thought he looks he looks pretty cool, he looks interesting. Um, and I just decided, I just...
0: How did he react? I mean, he looks pretty laid back.
1: Yeah, he didn't, actually. Um, I normally ask... I, I kind of gauge situation in the moment and I, I normally decide there and then if it's appropriate to just just shoot or if it's appropriate to ask for permission in this case I didn't ask for permission he just sat there and he looked so so calm and so I mean, he looks a bit angry to be honest um maybe he wasn't now he does yeah, yeah maybe he wasn't too happy about that now that now that I've zoomed in um but he didn't he didn't protest he didn't say anything he just sat there and was very
0: He's, Still, maybe he's meditating on angry thoughts rather than, <laughs> yeah, like, maybe. Right, yeah, not targeting you. That, I mean, I always think that orange is amazing anyway when you see it with you know certain monks or, mm. um,
1: yeah, a lot, a lot of characters. And for me, um, it was, it was just I just wanted to take a picture of him, it was as simple as that, you know, there's no real story behind it, it's more just the characters that you see. I love the beads around his neck. I love the marks on his arms. Um, some of them, some of these guys that dress like this, um, they ask for money as well. It's a way for them to, to earn. Apparently they aren't the really religious ones then because they wouldn't be asking for money. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it doesn't feel yeah, like a... Yeah. It, it wouldn't be part of the whole sort of ethos of their lifestyle to be asking for money. Um, this guy, I don't think I gave him any money. I mean, he didn't, he didn't protest, he didn't say anything. So it was just literally a snapshot, and you didn't hear that,
0: folks. She definitely gave him some money (laughs) and Um, signed a model release. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, And and yeah, so that's that's it, really. Just character, um, and just wanted to, in the moment, take a portrait, very candid portrait.
0: What is off the shot to the left? I mean, you have to tell me from your memory. All of uh, these. Like where where is he?
1: So he's on some steps. This is on the banks of the Ganges, so it's not looking towards the river, looking away from the river. and He's just sat there on the steps. There's a lot of activity. So, is he
0: sort of staring into the water? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah he so, much
0: he's much. in a very contemplative spot and he's got his legs crossed.
1: Yeah, he's all right. He's probably not hating you. He's probably just. I hope not. No. I hope he didn't put an evil curse on me or something. But, but yeah, he's. I mean, I have no idea what his story is. And, you know, he have, didn't. Have
0: you felt cursed recently? That's...
1: Well, I got ill very soon after, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's well, what it was. Now, now we know. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. Again, the sun is setting at this point, so
0: So the light, golden light again, it's that
1: common theme orange
0: walls, orange, very orange pants. Yeah, it does look a bit like a napkin,
1: it does, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and again, the face, the stuff on the face and the arms, it's just all you know, it's very symbolic, and it felt.
0: Yeah, he's got. I mean, yeah, I can see why if you saw him. You'd, you must have been quite close. So one of the things I'm starting to realise, because um, I put my 50mm on the other day and, and wandered around, is that pictures that I would normally take, and I, most of the time I have a 70 to 200mm lens on the camera, um, pictures that I would normally take, I can't. Because mm. the thing that my, like, If you carry a fairly long lens on most of the time, you end up framing things that are further away with your eyes. Yeah. Um, And if you're... I don't don't get there quick enough. I'm not going to run to the the right moment. Mm. So, whereas you must feel quite confident that he's not going to get up and savage you with his trident.
1: Yeah, I mean, so all these images were taken... I I only used a 50mm lens, which is my favourite lens, and... order to get a portrait like this which is you know fairly I mean he's not I wasn't close close to him but close enough certainly a few feet away from him um so you do have to be quite confident and I think you just have to embrace the moment with a lens like the 50 mil it is designed to be kind of an action lens in a way like you have to be in the action and quite you know on the front line with the with the camera for sure so you can't really hesitate with it. Um, you can't really... Obviously, you can't zoom in. It's a prime lens. You can't zoom in either. So you do have to be quite bold and just embrace it and just get the shot or, or just don't do
0: it. Do you have, like, a top five tips for shooting in street, or street photography?
1: Yeah, I've probably got a top 20 list. Um, you mean sort of tips and...
0: So let's say interests. you're there. You've got a prime or you've mm. got a, you know... Or even a mobile phone where you just can't go... Um, you can't really zoom into anything, no. um, so you're there, and you know you are going to be part of the environment, if yeah. not actually part of the scene. So, what do you do? How do you compose yourself?
1: I think smiling is really important in general. Um, you know, if you're looking to shoot people in the street that essentially strangers, they've never seen you before. Well, for starters, a prime lens like the fifty lens is relatively small, so hopefully you won't look intimidating with it whereas the lens you've just referenced the seventy two hundred, it's a big lens it's a heavy lens Um, it's not particularly travel friendly in my opinion um if you're out and about it definitely isn't yeah so i mean great lens but you know it's not really designed but it looks
0: very manly and grown up you know well there you go so (laughs) if you
1: like your gear um it's definitely one to carry around with you um it's very heavy as well you know the prime lens like that is designed to allow you to really have the freedom to move and the freedom to really get into the action. So, tip I mean, tips for, for something like this would be smile for starters. You know, you don't want to, quite frankly, piss someone off by going up to them and just taking a picture of them and then just walking off and, you know, not, not giving some kind of personal, I guess, connection, you know, not connected with that person. So for me, I, I remember smiling at him um, and I think that breaks down barriers particularly if you don't speak the language or you don't have time to actually ask, can I take your picture? So smile really really helps.
0: and he won't stab you with this triangle. Yeah,
1: be nice, exactly, (laughs) especially when he's got a weapon like that next to him. So smile, um, eye contact, obviously. Um, so, So that for sure. Be confident. If you're looking to shoot scenes and get really engaging, compelling pictures... You have to be bold. You just have to be, you have to put yourself in a situation where you might have to come out of your comfort zone, but do it, you know, do it.
0: And I you, guess from coming out of your comfort zone, you engage, you know, more with the environment you're in, wherever you are. Completely, so, completely.
1: Yeah. And it won't always work and you might get some wasted frames there. You know, with digital, that's not really an issue. With film, such as this, you know, you might have a few wasted um, rolls of film, but embrace it, just go with it and, and get up close to the action. You, you really capture things that, you may not realise you can even capture, particularly with portraits. I mean,
0: that's something everyone says, isn't it? Is, especially given most people are probably shooting digital. There's no cost. There's no loss. No. no. Uh, and then you can trade up.
1: So film forces you trade across, think a lot. yeah, no, completely. <laughs> but in actual fact, I think the two work really well side by side um, because with film you're forced to really think about what you're going to shoot. Digital, you can just afford to snap here and there, and often the quality drops. I find. With film, you might have a few wasted frames a bit of a waste of money, but you can really, it forces you to think in a different way um, and really put effort into what you're shooting. So you you approach it in a different way, I find. So I would say... Do you
0: psychologically put your hand in your pocket and feel like 30 pence coins or something before you press the button?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm thinking each frame's going to cost me a pound, so I better make this. A yeah, order. sorry, inflation. I'm yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's, it's expensive uh, when you factor in the processing and the cost of the film and all the rest of it. So I mean, if I just take this picture and I'll describe this one as well. Um, so this is a lady on the steps, again on the steps of the um, the banks of the river. She's just sat there. Again, the colours really jumped out at me. So I was just walking down, walking um, walking down the river.
0: For our, our audio, that's, so she's wearing again a very strong orange. The steps uh, go off to the distance in. What's the word I'm looking for? They, you know, they they're going straight off towards the middle of the frame, and then off to the left. There's hints of river, but cow. Yeah,
1: definitely a lot of some cows. cows. A lot of cows. There's a lot of stuff going on um, in Varanasi. I mean, it's it's a fascinating place. You've got parts of the river um, where you've got cremations going on. well so you've got dead bodies actually being brought through just passing you as though it's the most natural thing in the world it is in Varanasi it's obviously not in the western world um, by definition so anyway so this woman she sat there I was just uh, intrigued by her sari um bright colours bright lipstick bright jewellery Mm.
0: Yeah, I hadn't seen the lipstick straight away. Yeah,
1: and she's got the red... Um, she's giving you a look, though. Yeah, she is. She's, I don't know if she's a bit pissed off as well. Um, you've got the cows in the distance. It, it was just a scene that, for me, I wanted to capture. I, I just felt like she... I thought she looked great. You know, she's got the nose um, stud as well, so the jewellery.
0: Kind of like the fact the sort of Indian Reservoir dogs are walking up behind
1: her. Yeah, yeah. You've got these four guys <laughs> that are walking up behind her, Um I didn't intentionally cut their heads off, but I kind of like how it's worked. You've it's, just got the sort of. Yeah, we, we know they're, they're there. They're sort
0: of they provide a presence without yeah. you having to see them. So it's kind of sinister yeah.
1: in a way, isn't it? Now that I'm looking at it a bit, bit freaky. Um, but this again, this this frame, I wanted to capture eye contact, and the only way I could do that was by making myself known to her, as opposed to being. Um, Far away, just hoping that she might look at me. So I had to get close to her. Um, she turned. She looked at me. She did. She actually stayed like that for a while, So she didn't look away. She didn't again protest. Um, and that to me, and I smiled at her. And the fact that she continued looking at me for me was a sign that she was fine with me um, capturing yeah, her. No. And, and that's what I you did. I just take it
0: as a cue, can't you? Take it as a. And she almost she's given you a, a pose. Then in that yeah. case, if she's held it, it is effectively a it's an interesting expression.
1: Then, yeah, no, exactly. And I, I just crouched down and, and shot this again, just one frame. And for me, it, it just worked really well. I like the background, the kind of noise in the background, but it's, you know, there's enough sort of blur there um, that it's not distracting, hopefully. Um,
0: yeah, the cows are sort of the other side of that, um, the geometry of the steps, which is nice. Um, mm. There's a word I
1: know, but I can't say what it is. So. It'll come to you. It'll come to you i don't know what that stuff is there it's, it's it's noisy background but again i you know i like that it's it's capturing the true essence for me of of this place and i i just i just love it's true look, then
0: about the bodies
1: the dead bodies yeah I've, I've got a lot of pictures um it's strange it's honestly strange. how do i describe it so it's very normal in this part of the world but for me and for obviously people that are unaccustomed to this um it's surreal. So people believe that it's a, it's a Hindu uh, tradition that, or I was going to say myth. Who knows, right? Can't say. Um, but if you're cremated in Varanasi, you will have a more, I don't know, the afterlife. Or well, actually, I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say anything that's that's not what people believe. But apparently, um,
0: it'll be better in some way.
1: It'll be better to be cremated there. So people travel from all over the country. To Varanasi, uh, just to cremate the dead, um, because it's, uh-huh. it's thought that that is the best place to be cremated. So there is a part of the banks of the river where cremations are going on twenty-four hours a day. People are carrying dead bodies um, through the alleys of Varanasi to the get to the, banks. the river that people drink from. The river that people drink from. Yeah, say? yeah, just yeah. Trip, lovely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is this is the the life, the, the kind of what goes on on the river. Um, and they are they are just burning people. And it's it's a shocking sight if you've never seen it before. There's no rule that you can't take pictures of it. I find it, I mean, I, I would find it uncomfortable to take pictures. But, but where you
0: didn't?
1: I, I did, I did. So but did. Not, not where you could see the face of the dead okay. person. Or not where you could see the relatives of the person either. I was actually conscious about that because I just think I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to be, um, you know, if that was me, I wouldn't want someone taking pictures of me mourning.
0: Yeah.
1: So for me, it was important not to capture faces, um, but I did capture dead bodies, um, bodies that were being half burnt. You know, they're halfway through the process of being cremated. Um, I saw a lot, you know, bodies being carried through. And it's very emotional and very kind of overwhelming to see that. Yeah. Because on the one hand, you've got, you know, children playing, you've got dogs running around, you've got cows, you've got monkeys, you've got... People chilling, drinking tea, um, having snacks, and then you've got I guess people you, being burnt.
0: You get used to everything if you live there. Oh,
1: it's unreal. Good
0: practice for a zombie apocalypse, or a... oh,
1: it, I mean, it's it's insane. It re- I can't even describe it fully, but it, it's shocking on the one hand. But you very quickly, over three days, I was sort of getting used to it. I was kind of getting used so, to that
0: whole. Going back to like the thing you're saying, like. 4,000 miles of travel. Mm. So, Kilometres, 4,
1: kilometers, 4,000 kilometers. sorry. 4,000 miles up. 2,500
0: yeah. miles, a lot, it's a, a lot, lot, lot of miles. A lot. Um, some of these bodies have traveled that sort of distance. Sort of.
1: Potentially, potentially. So in India, because of the heat, um, you're cremated either the same day as you die or the following day. But dead bodies aren't kept, you know. No. Yeah, you, can, you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we well, generally know what
0: likes having them around. Well, with some certain religious groups.
1: So it's unlikely that unless they've travelled in a car or whatever, I mean, most of these people are walking um to Varanasi, so it's it's pretty pretty big thing. I mean they could be walking for an entire day to get here. And it was interesting, I spoke to um Oh, I mean, there's so many stories I could share. The people that cremate are considered... And this is where we get into complexities of the caste system in India and the sort of different um, hierarchies, I guess. And it's, I hate to say it, but what's considered the lowest caste, almost the untouchables, as it was described to me, who actually burn the bodies themselves, that's the job that they have. Right. And I spoke to... Um, Someone that knows one of the families there, and it it's just a, a family it's passed down through the family, so you're you're born into a family that essentially you know that when you grow up or even as a kid you're going to be working there and and helping people make the bodies, yeah, and you're known as an untouchable because of the job that you have, so it's all very fascinating and interesting is one way of putting it
0: um yeah. So that completes part one of the Indian adventure, and uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be able to download the second part when we'll carry on right from this point. Um, in the
1: meantime, so uh, yeah, I'll be uploading some of these um, on my Instagram page, which is Tanya Nagar Photography. There'll also be snippets and stories on Twitter, um, that's Tanya underscore N on Twitter, um, and then also Flickr at some point. Um, when I actually have time to do a mass upload on there, so yeah, ch- check it out. I've got some stories up on Instagram as well that cover some of these pictures. So um, have a look, and always love to hear from from you guys. So feedback welcome.
0: Nice feedback. Yeah, well, you know.
1: Don't want to hear constructive
0: anyway. <laughs> weirdos. You know, there's a whole rest of the internet.
1: Yeah, and also, you know what, discussions, I think, you know, into such a fascinating place. Um, I've started using stories more on Instagram and found that people really are interested in learning about, um, you know, just engaging around all kinds of subjects. You know, it's a fascinating place. So, you know, reach out to me, um, ask me questions and and let's share stories. I'm always happy to to talk about this stuff, as you can tell. Um,
0: Yeah, so which is why we've broken this up into two parts. And now goodbye thank you very much for listening um it's been great fun as ever um we are, have nothing left to do except wish you a very happy christmas holidays and especially for the people in birmingham winterville goodbye and see you in the new year i've been asking a lot of questions um but the one thing i forgot to do is promote my own book which came out recently not about photography, but about smart home technology called the Smart, Smart Home Handbook, I would strongly urge you to go and buy that before you buy lots of expensive gear for your house. I've been Adam Juniper.
1: And I've been Tanya Nagar.
0: And in fact, we're going to carry on being Adam and Tanya. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we're going to do it without you listening. So, have a good break. Bye.